0: Clang! The prison door is shut. However, the question is, our good friend Rumi asks is, why do you stay in prison when the door is so wide open? Welcome, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Fishing Without Bait, a lifetime without definitive expectations where we help people help themselves to develop a beginner's mind rather than the expert's mind, which closes the blinders not only on their vision, but on their life. And as in the past, we often talk about fear and we often talk about courage as the ability to deal with fear. As John F. Kennedy in the past had edited a story about political courage called Profiles in Courage, here on Fishing with Bait, we also like to profile individuals who have strove bravely through their life and smashed through fear. Not only dealt through fear, but smashed through it. Remember, the Buddha says that pain's a reality in life, and suffering is optional. There is pain when we talk about full impact mindfulness, when we talk about coming out of the darkness and spreading your wings into technicolor and living your life. Those moments of birth are painful. Those moments of birth are a struggle. However, the results are worth it when you spread those wings and begin to live your life out loud. And today I'm joined by a good friend and a courageous young lady who's not only faced fear, but smacked it down and kicked a down on it and walked right through it. Could you tell us a little bit about fear? How would you define fear?
1: Yes, I can relate to the the roomy reading that you had just stated about, you, you know, the prison cell being, being closed, but yet feeling that way, but yet the door actually is pretty wide open. Um, I've been paralyzed with fear for most of my life. Um, in the last two and a half years, I've started to walk out of the open prison cell door that's always been open. Um, and boy, is that amazing. It's been an amazing process.
0: And so to do that, first of all, you had to be able to realize that the door was open.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) And which took some time to uh, remove those blinders and really to realize that fear was paralyzing me, um, but the the door was open. I just needed to step through the open door.
0: And as often, what we note is that that fear can be a comfort zone and a comfort zone. Is often an oxymoron. It is not a place where you de-stress or a place where you relax and obtain comfort from. Rather, that it's a comfortable place of bonds and barriers that you've built yourself.
1: Yes, it, it's a comfort, a comforting but yet discomforting place to be. Um, I found myself in several different choices throughout my life, just being. Still very uncomfortable where I was, where I was at, yet not, not removing myself out of that, not really knowing how to step through the door and to really walk in w- with my, my true self.
0: So earlier you'd mentioned that you spent most of your life paralyzed with fear. How would you describe that to someone?
1: It's that discomforting feeling that I'm very discomforted internally um, almost trapped and not being able, not knowing really where where to walk or even the thoughts. I have so many diff- different thoughts that were paralyzing, um, not even maybe authentic thoughts of my own. I would hear other, other individuals throughout my life keeping me maybe paralyzed with that fear um, until I could find my own voice and really break through the barriers and the boundaries? Was it really able to to start to step through the open door?
0: So what we do here on Fishing Without Bait with the full impact mindfulness aspect is we emphasize to people the importance of being able to label and identify thoughts and feelings, particularly the overwhelming emotions. And we want to understand that fear in itself is not a bad emotion. It's the reaction that we take to fear. It's the reaction that follows emotions that can leave us paralyzed.
1: Yes. And I, although I've walked through the door, that prison cell, you know, that open door of the prison cell, I still will find myself back paralyzed again with the fear in certain aspects within the last two and a half, three years of really recognizing That the door is open. I still go back to that discomforting environment where I tend to, I don't want to be there, but yet I find myself paralyzed again. And it's not as long as it used to be. And I'm blessed that I can find, um, that I can be aware of being in that position.
0: And again, what you're talking about, I believe, is when we think from our thoughts, when we think from our emotions. It becomes a travel agent that takes us to a place that's not very comfortable or not very beneficial in our lives. So when we think about safety, we, sometimes that's also a misnomer too. A safe place cannot be a productive place. A safe place can also be a place where we, we, we wither. So our friend Rumi has a quote that says, forget safety, live where you fear to live, destroy your reputation, be notorious. So could you talk to us a little bit about your transformation, the coming out of the cocoon, and perhaps uh, share some of the experiences that you had in your transformation? I think it's a beautiful story.
1: Yes. Staying um, in that discomforting, um, fear-based life that I lived, I was afraid to make my own decisions, really, or afraid to step out and do certain things on my own. I'll give you an example after I started to to really figure out that I can walk um, in with my own voice, on my own path and not have to listen to you know those old thoughts and those old fears, um, I was able to step out and really try things on my own. I'll give you an example with um my son we he's in Boy Scouts and we had to build <laughs> build this um derby car and i was I was extremely fearful in in my past I would have never you know youtubed it um took took it up you know to work on that together but not before I could even work with him on that I had to figure out what I was doing and I didn't depend on somebody to do that for me. You know, I stepped out and and tried that on my own. And, And then we were able to do that together.
0: Indeed. And of course, what we always look for is what drives behaviors. And from what I understand in the past, there was this horribly fearful inner child of yours that through some experiences was fearful about stepping out of that comfort zone and always cautioning you as a mature adult to remain safe and not take chances and stick with what you were comfortable with.
1: Yes. from a, what, is, what started my fear-based living and, and through those emotions, I was attacked by a dog when I was three or four years old. So my world went from being safe to... A fearful world, be, feeling very insecure and um, unsafe, and not even—I didn't realize this for years until, till most recent, and and working through and being more mindful, and just working through some other things um, from my past. But I definitely lived from a fear-based, insecure, unsafe. Uh, I, you know, I, I did. I, I, I built up so many walls around myself just to to feel safe and secure, and always looking to the outside and never internally for guidance.
0: You took the blinders off and took chances, and you connected with that inner child that most of us don't even want to believe exists or even hear that hurt child that needs comforted and loved, and you brought that, and that can be a scary experience.
1: It was, and it, it took a little while to realize that it was my inner child that was the one that's scared and insecure um it obviously rolling over to my adult life but to walk through um through guided meditations through i also did a counseling session where i actually met my inner child um another f- fearful moment was this separation in first second grade um from from being away from my mom and going to school that, that moment replayed for 30 some years, stronger than the dog attack. Um, so within that guided counseling session, I was able to, to meet with my inner child, bald like a baby. (laughs) And, um, during that session, excuse me, she, the counselor, she said, you can always come back to that inner child. You can hold her, you can comfort her and let her know that you're that everything is okay, that everything is you know, safe and secure. Um, and I really, probably only really had to go back a few times. And that replaying over and over in my mind, I, I don't think about that. I really haven't thought about it since that moment.
0: Could you share a little bit about that experience and how it happened? So often, we tell people to do something such as go running. It's good for you, but we never explain how. So we're talking about this body work session that got you connected with this inner child. And although there was fear and reluctance, you conquered that fear. Could you tell us a little bit about that session, please?
1: Going into that session, I had learned that emotional wounds and that energy actually pockets within within our body. Um so I got to fill out some information prior to going into that session just from my past and choices and, you know, it it included some fears there. So when I went into this session, the session, the counselor knew a little bit about my past to guide me through. It absolutely was scary. I went into it feeling um, apprehensive, but but yet she made it comforting and safe. And that was the biggest thing was to have that comfort and safety with another, you know, another individual guiding you through. So this session ended with with me talking about that particular event going and that separation from my mother. I never went into that session with the intention of even talking about that. I had no idea that that played such a huge role. So I I believe when I look back at, at my path till now, divine intervention has led me to the point where I'm sitting today.
0: And that is the next area that perhaps we could explore. And when we talk about separation, many people have separation anxiety. And I'm going to refer back to our dear friend Rumi again, where he says, goodbyes are only for those who love with their eyes, because for those who love with their heart and soul, there is no separation.
1: Absolutely true.
0: We connect and bond on another level. And what we often talk about on our program is to disconnect to connect. When we disconnect from the tentacles of life that separate us from what's really important. So, talk to us a little bit about what you found out about was really important, and particularly your connection with the divine.
1: For the past 30 some years, material things, things outside of myself, the world around me, all those, what I thought were connections, driving force within my life seemed to be most important. Whether it was success in my profession, you know, having certain certain, uh, materialistic items, you know, just the driving force there. Um, Now through the process of disconnecting from what I like to say is the the nonsense now, um, I found, I found myself, I found my authentic self, my true self. I found this connection with the divine relationship. And that's the thing, the relationship within myself, which I lacked for years and really, truly allowing myself, everything that I was looking for was always in within me. So I've discovered that everything that I've Always that driving force that I was looking for was always within me, the divine and the spirit and the power always within. Finding myself and loving myself and walking you know within that authentic self, as we we often talk about in our sessions, it, it allows me to have stronger relationships with others. And really that's what's most important. My relationship and allowing the power that I've found in that spirit, and giving that to others.
0: So what often what we talk about here on our podcast is that we often search for something to fulfill us. We search for that perfect relationship. We search for that perfect environment or that perfect person. When we suggest to individuals that it's themselves that they've been waiting for, What we often talk about is we walk through life with our eyes wide shut rather than our eyes wide open. And we compare that to being in a completely dark room where we're in a dark room throughout our whole lives. And suddenly we find a mentor. And remember, the best teachers are ones who show you where to look, however they do not tell you what to see. So when you were walking in that dark room and all of a sudden someone, maybe a mentor, someone hands you a flashlight and you turn it on, the first thing you shine into is a mirror, and you f- see yourself. So the person that most of us have been looking for all of our lives or ourselves.
1: Yes, and I remember in one of our sessions, Jim, that when we, we were talking, and I was just describing like finding my authentic self and really loving myself. Because at one point I asked the question, outwardly asked, I don't even know how to love myself. How do you do, how do you do that? You know, and, um, and that was when I was really, really broken and really lost in my life. And nobody really could answer that, that question for me. Um, but I do remember saying you came to the door and who was on the other side, but you, you, you found you. And that has always stuck with me that, um, the work that I've done through counseling, through some other outside sources and, and meditation and just being alone with myself, I I can sit and tell you that I love love myself today and um and I'm comfortable.
0: You're comfortable. For the
1: most part, I'm comfortable with myself. Yes.
0: Well our job here on Fishing Without Bait is not allow people to become too comfortable (laughs) or too complacent. We want to get to that nice place, and then, then, we become challengers. These are also challenge podcasts. So, I know that you've gone through a number of transformations in your life. You've truly came out of that cocoon, so tell me what you cannot do. Tell me what you cannot do.
1: What I cannot do? Hmm.
0: I'm going to challenge you to push forward. I'm going to challenge everyone out there to use their gifts, talents, and abilities to take an inventory of them. We do not go forth with character defects and weaknesses. We can't sail on the ocean with our sails down. We have to have the sails up in full so we can blow into the wind. The wind can blow so the wind can blow our sails. However, remember, the wind does not always blow at our backs. Sometimes the wind confronts us, and even though that you've made some magnificent progress in your life through being able to label and describe, being paying attention on purpose, and understanding that there truly is no right or wrong, there's just your own perception, that when the wind blows at you, we learn how to tact, we learn how to shift our sails. So could you say a little bit about that, and we'll uh, sail on into our next podcast
1: just throughout this process, um, there, there has been the analogy of that wind, wind at my face, not, you know, just that resistance. And a lot of times I've, after I'm sitting with this resistance, I come to find that it, that it's myself, my, my, myself is actually resisting the process, um, in moving forward. And, you know, the question of what is it that i cannot do and my answer to that would be that i that i can do whatever i put my mind to
0: whatever you choose to do yes whatever you choose to <laughs> do i can take my strengths talents and abilities so many of us spend most of our lives thinking of what we cannot do rather than what we can do we don't want to place ourselves in unrealistic expectations or live up to the unrealistic expectations of others. However, goals and ambitions are accomplished by action and effort in the present. And as our lottery story said, when the person prayed to win the lottery every day, nothing ever happened, they got so angry that they went outside and they yelled up at this guy, won't you let me win the lottery? And the creator called back down and says, could you meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket? So my challenge to you and for everyone out there is to keep purchasing the ticket. Keep getting on the ride. And as our friend Rumi says, forget safety, live where you fear to live, destroy your reputation, and be notorious. And your challenge again, as always, is be kind to yourself, be kind to another. Forgive yourself, forgive another. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutbait.com